You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet, Dane Martinez. You know what it is, it's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician, and you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network, as usual, here on a Friday at Studio 34 in Rockin' Riley's in Midtown Manhattan, right across the street from Madison Square Garden, where once again, there must be a fish concert going on, but I got my man Chris Bavona, the bounty hunter, with me on the ones and twos, keeping it so hot that we sweat steam, as we cruise into a summertime weekend, I wonder how many of y'all that are listening right now worked a full day on this summertime Friday. I'm here at work letting you know who you need to start this weekend to win your leagues and win that cash. We'll break down the starting pitchers across Major League Baseball all weekend long. We've been talking about the NFC South all week. We will recap some of our biggest diamonds and fugazis with my man, the Bounty Hunter. And also, listen, last Friday I talked about this. CTE study, the uh, 99% of NFL brains that were studied. This has spun forward a little bit in this week, and we're going to catch you up and update you on uh, some of the... uh you know, some of the ripple effects of that. I am actually proud to report one of them. And as usual, you know, here this summer, we are crowning the greatest sports movie of all time. We are in the Sweet 16. However, two straight days, the one seeds have gone down. Field of Dreams, gone out of the tournament. Also, Hoop Dreams, gone out of the tournament. Tonight, in the wild card region, we got the one seed, Rocky, up against one I know is one of your favorite movies, Chris. The four seed, Slash. Lapshot. We'll find out who advances right now. If you want to make your voice heard, you can on Twitter at FNTSY Radio, and you could always follow me, ask me questions at Spittin' Speeds as well. We're going to get it in, and then as we do, we put the fun in Functional Sports Radio. I got to update you. Uh, shockingly, there is more beef in the Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather build-up to that fight that we are now only three weeks away from, but we are introducing a new name into the beef. Paulie Malinaji. Let's see what he had to do with it. All that and more when we come back this hour on the Fantasy Freestyle. When we come back, we're going to get into the starting lineups around Major League Baseball. I'm going to tell you what you need to win your leagues and win that cash. Your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, right here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Quarterback to receiver hookups. Running back depth analysis. Rookie values in dynasty leagues. Deep sleepers. Training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at RotoExperts.com and enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. Live from Bedford-Stuyvesant, the livest one, representing BK to the fullest gats I pull it. They duckin' when big be buckin', chicken heads be cluckin' in my back room. Oh, it is a fantasy freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. But you know, my man... 
Chris Bavona on the ones and twos, making it so hot that we sweat steam. And your boy here, the Speeds, the Spitting Statistician. You know, when we're dropping stats over beats on the Fantasy Freestyle, and Chris puts out beats like that, I just have to give you a little taste as we go into a summer weekend. But now, let's keep it moving and get into the starting lineups that you need across the weekend to win some cash. What you really first need to know about, though, is some of the things that are happening. Guys getting hurt. Guys coming back. Cubs shortstop. Addison Russell is going on the 10-day DL. Okay, he's got a foot injury. But have no fear. Remember, like, basically, Javi Baez is right there as the super utility guy. He will be filling in. He will pretty much be getting regular at-bats all, uh, you know, during this stint for Addison Russell. And also, we have some returning guys, or at least on their way back. Um, Two pitchers of note that are starting to, again, throw off the mound, and I think it's important. First of all, is Nationals ace or... Not ace, I guess you got Scherzer, but Steven Stroudsburg, their presumptive game two starter in the playoffs, and I believe the Nationals will be there. Remember, in my season predictions all the way back in March, my World Series prediction was the Washington Nationals and the Houston Astros, and those still look very viable. So Steven Stroudsburg is important for that, and he is throwing off a mound again. He's 99% owned in season-long leagues, so that's not going to be a big deal. But... Angels pitcher Garrett Richards is also going to start throwing off a mound again. And this is a guy who could help you going down the stretch, okay? This is a guy who, you know, people thought of as an SP2 when he was healthy. Um, He's only 24% owned. So that's someone to keep an eye on, to keep an eye on his rehab and possibly return sometime later on this month. Last night in DFS, I told you that the highest priced guy out there was Corey Kluber. For 11100 boy, did he deliver at the top of the uh, price chart, right? He went a complete game, gave up only one run and 11 strikeouts as his Indians beat the Yankees 5-1. to On the other side of that game, it was interesting, it was the debut of Sonny Gray. But I told you I would fade him because he was against Corey Kluber. And, you know, that Cleveland offense. And he, he went six innings, gave up only two earned runs, four, earned, four runs overall. The Yankees made like two or three errors behind him. Struggled six, but it was not good enough with the way that Kluber was throwing last night. I told you that a guy I also liked was Alex Wood last night for the Dodgers against the Braves. I told you about his strikeout rates. And my question was, would he go seven innings? He did. He went six innings. I mean, will he go six innings? He did. He went six innings, gave up only one run, and got the win, 7-4. Unfortunately, though, some of the other guys I told you were not the truth. Parker Bridwell gave up four runs to Philly. And then Kendall Graveman, in his return, got lit up. Only went two innings. That's why in a, in a return from the disabled list, you always got to worry about them getting stretched out and actually not going six innings. So hopefully you did not have Kendall Graveman in your lineups. But this weekend, listen, there are 13 games today. I'm going to tell you right now. DeGrom at 10,500, but he's against the Dodgers. Madison Bumgarner at 10,300. These are on FanDuel, but against the Diamondbacks. I think those are two good offenses, okay? The way I want to go, and it's this is straight up to me. I got two guys that I really think you can save about a total of two three $3,000 on, and I've, I like them just as good. The first is uh, James Paxton against Kansas City tonight. He has had seven straight quality starts in his last in those starts in 46 innings. He's only given up nine run runs in the last seven starts, and he struck out 55 guys over his last 46 innings. He's been pitching like a stud. I would pay the 10,100, even though it's a little bit below these uh, Degrom and Madison Bumgarner. I would definitely get Paxton in your lineup, and then if you want to drop down a couple thousand, I like Brad Peacock 
at 8,400 against the Toronto Blue Jays. The only question to me is if he goes six innings, okay? This is another guy that's usually only going about six innings. But he hasn't given up more than three runs since in, in about two months, okay? He's against the Toronto Blue Jays. And Toronto is surprisingly has the lowest run total in the American League at only 457. And, and, and Peacock, his K upside is ridiculous, okay? His, his K rate of 32%. He is striking out 32% of the hitters he is facing. That's basically a third of the hitters he's facing. He is striking out. That K rate is fourth in all of Major League Baseball among people who have start, uh, starting pitchers. The other three guys, I think you've heard of them before. Chris Sale, Corey Kluber, and Max Scherzer. Peacock is fourth behind them. I love Brad Peacock today. I love James Paxton. If you're doing two two pitches, you need to start over on DK. Those are my guys. On Saturday, you got Rich Hill against the Mets. At the Mets, which is a bigger ballpark, okay, will he go six innings? Remember, with those Dodgers starters outside of Clayton Kershaw, will they go the... The distance to get you at least a quality start is really the question. You got Garrett Cole against the poor offense of the San Diego Padres. Cole has been better. And remember, obviously, that that, that Padres offense is someone who I, I try to identify pitchers against. And you got Charlie Morton. Remember, yo, Charlie Morton's strikeout upside is real, okay? Not at the level of Brad Peacock, but it is real. And remember, these Blue Jays have surprisingly do not have the offensive firepower that maybe you thought going into this year. And then on Sunday, two guys I'll identify for you. You got my man Luis Severino, the now ace of the New York Yankees. He's going up against the Cleveland Indians. And I also like Chris Archer on Sunday against the Brewers. Remember, the Brewers strike out more than any team in Major League Baseball. And you know Archer has that strikeout upside. I think that's a great match for his start on Sunday. What I also want to talk about, though, yesterday, because we were talking DFS, there was DFS football for the first time, okay? There was that game last night between the Cowboys and the Cardinals, and there's a two-game slate with last night's game and then next Wednesday with the Panthers... And the Texans, I believe, okay? And it was crazy because I, I decided to give you out some thinking for preseason DFS, okay? Remember, you are, in fact, not taking the name brand guys, okay? I mean, most, in most games, the name brand guys, the guys you know, the guys you would be starting throughout the season or drafting in your leagues that we're talking about, these guys are not playing. Or if they are, they're playing like two series, and that's it. You need to look deeper on the depth chart. You need to find the guys that are wide receiver four and five, that are running backs three and four. These are the guys that are competing for positions, competing for the depth chart. These are the guys that have something to play for, and these are the guys that are on the field. It's all about snap counts in preseason football, okay? And also, you want the guys playing in the second quarter and into the third quarter. By the time the fourth quarter rolls around, offenses and defense are playing pretty vanilla. They're running the ball. You know, fantasy goodness and points will not really be scored, okay? And so with that in mind, yesterday, I told you about two guys who I liked, given that context. I told you, and, 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 and Chris, if you remember, I said, I don't want this to become a drop. I don't know if you made it a drop or not, but I said, oh my God, I can't believe this, but I am actually recommending Blaine Gabbert. And what did Blaine Gabbert go out and do last night in one full half of action? Blaine Gabbert went 11 of 14, two of those being straight-up drops by his wide receiver. At one point, he was like 10 for his first 10 or 11 for 11. See, what? he went 11 for 14, 185 yards, no turnovers. He even ran in a two-point conversion at one point. He looked decent. At one point, Chris Collinsworth, who I'm sure everybody is so happy to hear from, 
said that like, yo, Gabbard is staking his claim, you know, to potentially be maybe the guy, the heir apparent to Carson Palmer. He said he played well, and he did. He And he got more action than any quarterback probably on this slate. Now, Kellen Moore did throw a touchdown pass, so he's competitive if, if you were in a tournament and you pick Gabbard and other people pick Moore. But Gabbard really return good value for you, in my opinion. So that's why you need to listen to Speeds the Spitting Statistician. The other place I told you was in Dallas. I told you to look to the tight end position because there wasn't going to be Witten, you know, stuff like that. I told you about Rico Gathers. What did Rico Gathers do? Oh, he caught a touchdown pass. He went three catches, 59 yards, and that touchdown. In the entire game, nobody else on either team. Had more receiving yards than Rico Gathers, okay, with the exception of Bryce Butler, who had 78 yards, but he didn't get in the end zone. Rico Gathers did. So I gave you a great play at quarterback, we think, and I gave you a strong play at tight end. Obviously, we're going to see what happens in this Texans-Panthers game, but remember, they got lots of quarterbacks to get in there. I don't know if Deshaun Watson is going to put up what Blaine Gabbert did. Nice little bar. So hopefully you listen to your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. When we come back, though, we're going to go into deeper into this football issue. Remember I told you about the CTE study? There's a lot of stuff that's been talked about this week in relation to that. We're going to cover it all because you know we talk about this all the time here on the Fantasy Freestyle. So that's what we're going to do when we come back right here with Speeds, the spitting statistician. Dane Martinez holding you down. Happy weekend from the Fantasy Freestyle. Let's go. Come on back. Ooh, ooh. Quarterback to receiver hookups. Running back depth analysis, rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at RotoExperts.com and enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. It's like one, two, three, most definitely quality. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The Fantasy Freestyle where we drop stats over beats. And Chris Pavona, the bouncy hunter, is giving you those beats on the ones and twos. Keeping it so hot that we sweat steam. Let's get into the cypher right now. Listen, news and notes around the NFL. The first thing we got to talk about, because this is significant, okay? Dolphins quarterback Ryan Tannehill went down in practice yesterday. Non-contact injury. They are concerned about his knee. There have been conflicting and very reports, okay? They were saying he avoided ligament damage. He might have a hyperextension. The MRI was inconclusive. We also have word that head coach Adam Gaze has, in fact, personally reached out to quote-unquote retired quarterback Jay Cutler. Remember, Jay Cutler did work with Adam Gaze before in Denver, so it could be a little reunion there. I also heard Herm Edwards earlier today saying, that Jay Cutler would be a natural fit. Why? Because he knows the scheme. He knows how to call the plays. He told the story about how, like, when he was coaching the Jets, I think it was one week, one year where, like, Chad Pennington and maybe Jay Fiedler both got hurt in week one, and he called up a 44-year-old Vinny Testaverde who came in and then led them to victory 
the following week, and that's mostly on the strength of him being able to like know the scheme. So Cutler could be an interesting fit in Miami. Keep an eye on that as well. I think it'll be very interesting, though, what it means for Colin Kaepernick if Miami goes ahead and turns around and signs the quote-unquote retired Jay Cutler. But we still have yet to hear formal announcement of what it is with Tannehill, but I think the Dolphins are prepping us all for uh, some bad news. It sounds like surgery is still an option for Tannehill, although they have been mum on it so far today and have not given official word on what the deal is with Ryan Tannehill. I'm telling you, by the time we do this show on Monday after the nice long weekend here in the summertime, I'm going to be telling you that it is official that Ryan Tannehill is having surgery. That's what I believe we're going to be saying. We'll see on Monday. Also, remember how uh, over the last couple of weeks we talked about um, Eddie Lacy Seahawks running back and how he had like these um, thresholds and weigh-ins and how he got $50,000 if he just met some kind of weight requirement, you know, hashtag feast mode. Well, he had his, uh, you know, May weigh-in and it was all good. He had his June weigh-in and it was all good. Apparently he did his weigh-in in July also, but they have not discussed if he made weight. They have not announced it at all. That can only mean that he did not make the weight, because remember, after that OTAs, players are left to their own devices, so maybe uh, you know Eddie Lacy was eating all that Chinese food. You need to go back, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go to Eddie Lacy's Twitter account and talk to me and, and try and tell me how many times he talks about eating, quote-unquote, this China food. He's always like, oh, this China food, though. Yo, I'm about to go get some China food. Check it out. Okay, so he didn't make weight, and I, uh, you know, $50,000, man. You can make weight? Come on. Um, also, Colts wide receiver Dante Moncrief uh, sprained his shoulder in practice. Remember, he missed time last year with a fractured shoulder blade. So I am concerned, but there was buzz around him. Remember I said in this training camp, buzz, that he was playing real well. But remember now, Andrew Luck is also uncertain over there for Indianapolis. So it could be an opportunity to fade Dante Moncrief. There is still buzz, though. Remember, Packers running back Jamal Williams still continues to get love. They're saying he's pushing Ty Montgomery for first-team reps. Deshaun Kaiser apparently won the first week of training camp and it's not even close I'm telling you Hugh Jackson wants to be able to be the quarterback whisperer with Deshaun Kaiser I like Cody Kessler thinks he's a serviceable quarterback but they want Kaiser remember in drafts I think Deshaun Kaiser will actually be the quarterback for the Cleveland Browns in the second half of the year there was also buzz around the uh, combination in Kansas City with Alex Smith and Tyreek Hill they said they are they are quote-unquote on fire in practice and here's the thing we're hearing that um, that uh, Tyreek Hill is also like, you know, he's being D'd by Marcus Peters. He's splitting the scene with Eric Berry. These are pro bowlers, okay? So, I mean, he's working against legit competition and doing big things. Also, in Minnesota, Dalvin Cook has been praised for his pass protection, okay? And that might make him a three-down back in Minnesota. Remember, Latavius Murray is still out with that ankle, recovering from that ankle surgery. And what I've said before, pass protection is something very key that the coaching staff is looking for, especially out of rookies, to see if they can handle pass protection in the NFL. It sounds like Dalvin Cook can. That will be very, very helpful to his prospects. Listen up. I know there's a lot of buzz. I know people are starting to really start to focus in on fantasy football and your upcoming drafts, maybe later this month. Maybe you're already declaring things like who your key 
keepers are. But listen, the first step to building a fantasy football champion is to be early with it. Pick the squad at rotoexperts.com and get the exclusive edge fantasy football package. The Roto Experts lineup, yo, we got FSWA, inaugural Hall of Famer, and fantasy football writer of the year, Scott Engel. We got nationally acclaimed top ranker, Jake Seeley, the all-in kid. We got 2015 and 16 FSWA award winners like Bobby McMahon, Brandon Murchison, and we got depth and upside in our lineup. Guys like Frank Stanfield, Mike Florio. We bring you a draft package bursting with all-pro analysis and in-season coverage that will take you to the title, okay? Get the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at rotoexperts.com. And yo, if you enter the promo code free radio, you get a special discount. Also, my man Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. Yo, he has the Executive Edge Super Premium Package. You're not only going to get draft positioning and tiers, you're going to get auction values and you're going to be... Uh, you're going to get the fantasy executive Snapchat, okay? This way you can snap back and forth with him, and he'll give you the up-to-date information. That is real innovative fantasy executive only doing the, the only guy out there doing the chat, uh, the Snapchat. And if you want to get in that, I can hook you up. I worked out a deal with my man Corey, okay? And if you use the promo code DANE, that is D-A-N-E, when you go to rotoexperts.com slash executive, you'll get a discount there. So check it out. Here's what I want to do. I was, you know, we were talking about the NFC East. We talked about because this was bust week, you know, on Fantasy Freestyle and on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. So when we did Tampa Bay, we talked about a bust being the um, the tight end position, both OJ Howard and Cameron Braid. I think they're going to eat into each other's production share. Remember, they also signed Deshaun Jackson, so that's going to eat into some targets as well. And a lot of people are high on OJ Howard. I just think it's very, very tough for a rookie tight end to come in and right away. Step in and be productive from a fantasy standpoint. In New Orleans, I told you I thought Adrian Peterson was a bust in terms of the fact that he's going to be in a shotgun formation and that running back room is a little crowded. I like the rookie out of Tennessee, Alvin Kamara, there. When we talk about the Carolina Panthers, my hashtag bust week. In a similar vein was tight end Greg Olson. I think he's getting up there a little bit in age. I don't think he's worth the draft capital you're going to have to spend to get the guy that was like tight end two or three last year. I think a lot of the targets are going to go to Christian McCaffrey. I think the Panthers are trying to... You know, evolve their offense to get Cam Newton get the ball out a lot quicker this year. And so I don't think that is going to wind up happening. And then when it comes to the Atlanta Falcons, my hashtag bust relative to his draft position is Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan was the MVP last year of the NFL. I think there's definitely some regression. Part of the reason he had such a great year last year was that offensive coordinator Kyle Shanahan was able to scheme some mismatches. And so I think it's different now with Steve Sarkeesian coming in there. Um, Matt Ryan is going as like a top five quarterback and I don't think he's worth it. Okay. I think there's going to be some natural regression. I don't think he's going to be the MVP again, but I told you that I wanted to talk to you guys about, because remember last week that, that study came out on the CTE where 99% of the NFL players, those brains that were studied did have traces of CTE. We talked about how the Miami dolphins were paying to get baseline testing done for all the high school kids in Dade County that were playing different sports, and I thought that was great. And there have now been a number of players that have been talking this week that I think are related to this issue that are are pretty important, and it has led ultimately to uh, huge news towards the end of the week out of the NFL. So first of all, what I want to say is, I don't know if you saw this, but Jamal Adams, the rookie safety for the New York Jets, was talking about, this report and the dangers you know, that are becoming obvious about um, traumatic brain injury and the violence and this player safety long term of being in the NFL. And um, 
Jamal Adams actually said that the field would be a great place to die. I mean, this was obviously hyperbole, but here's what he says. I can speak for a lot of guys that play the game. We live and breathe it. This is what we're so passionate about. Literally, if I had a perfect place to die, I would die on the field. And that's not a lie. There's so much sacrifice that we go through as a team and just connecting as one and winning ball games. There's nothing like playing the game of football. But again, I'm all about making the game safer. This is a kid that probably, you know, is, is going a little bit overboard, trying to, like, make a statement about how tough he is as a rookie. But it's interesting. The black unicorn... Martellus Bennett, he took to Twitter right away and had something to say about it. He says, I hope all these young cats that are willing to die for the game of football find a higher purpose in life. Look, football is great, but I ain't dying for this word that I am not going to say right here on our Sports Byline affiliates. Um, He also then later said, listen, I love Ben and Jerry's ice cream, but I ain't dying for some rocky road. You know, so I mean, like, there's different perspectives. You know, some of these new guys that are just coming into locker rooms, you know, are still having the bravado and the macho-ness, but some of these other veterans, you know, are really taking a close eye on what they are seeing. And remember, I told you last week that John Urschel retired at the age of 26. There's been a number of retirements with players that are 30 or less. Ryan Clady I talked to you about earlier this week and I think this study is really kind of a wake-up call or a tipping point for a lot of people and I have one big name that I think this is a tipping point for that I actually wanted to get into remember I was talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers and Le'Veon Bell signing his contract and all that stuff but um I think this is going to be a very big impact for one Mr. Big Ben Roethlisberger um he was talking about maybe retiring in this offseason. You know, he, he's had, in just the last few years, he's had an MCL sprain, a midfoot sprain, concussions, an AC sprain, torn ligaments in his throwing shoulder, torn meniscus. He's also revealed that his wife, Ashley, wants him to retire. And he said that uh, this new study that came out is going to have an impact on if he retires after this year. I think that's very interesting. I am telling you right now, I think this may be the last shot for the Pittsburgh Steelers with Big Ben Roethlisberger as their quarterback. And they are primed with Brian coming back off suspension with Le'Veon Bell for all 16 games. But this may be the swan song for Big Ben. Keep an eye on that. When we come back, though, we're going to talk about something I think is absolutely incredible in this arena. The NFL and the NFLPA working together. Find out what I'm talking about when we come back right here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle here on a Friday. It's your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. This song is a little uh, Biggie and Jay-Z. I got to tell you something. This was in the middle of the Biggie and uh, Tupac back and forth. And um, Biggie thought that Faith Evans, who was his girl, had slept with Tupac. And in this song, he does as a subtle jab to his ex-girlfriend. He says, if Faith have twins, she'd probably have Tupacs. Get it? Tupac. Which I thought was very interesting. And then, you know, 
Then it obviously careened out of control after that. But we are here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network dropping stats over beats on the Fantasy Freestyle. I was telling you, I think that this is coming to a head for one big Ben Roethlisberger. I believe the Pittsburgh Steelers are pushing it all into the table this season. I think this is their best last chance with Ben Roethlisberger. Remember, Martavis Bryant, not suspended, we think. Le'Veon Bell, set and scheduled to play all 16 games. This offense could be very dangerous. I think this is one of the few legitimate teams in the AFC that have a chance to unseat the New England Patriots. And then I think, to be quite honest, it is very viable, depending on the results of this year, that this could be the swan song for Big Ben Roethlisberger. And part of the reason why, if you listen to the fantasy freestyle, I have said, I think both the Steelers and Le'Veon Bell are smart to maybe not sign this long-term extension because I do think Le'Veon has in the back of his head, what if Ben isn't here for the duration of the contract that I extend and sign maybe he wants to hit the open market but what i said was really important is this breaking news that happened i think yesterday late in the week if you listen to this show you know that i have been talking about guys like kyle turley guys like jake Plummer, um guys that have been advocating against the opioids and the pharmaceuticals as pain management in the nfl and that the NFL has not really been kind in terms of pain management and player safety. And a lot of people are advocating for marijuana. But as recently as the draft in April, Commissioner Roger Goodell said that it was like unhealthy and addicting. You know, you still get suspended for four games uh, if you have a positive marijuana test. Okay. Um, but this week it came out that the NFL is going to study the pain-relieving effects of marijuana jointly with the NFL Players Association. This, I think, is a huge step. They wrote a letter saying that they're going to study this together. Um, the NFL's Executive Vice President of Communications, Joe Lockhart, says, we look forward to working with the Players Association on all issues involving the health and safety of our players and have offered to formally study the effects of marijuana together as a joint venture. I think this is a big step, okay? But that letter doesn't change the fact that you still get a suspension of four games if you have positive tests, you know, and a lot of other things. I do think it's a step in the right direction. This is something to watch. As you know, here on the Fantasy Freestyle, not only do we drop stats over beats, but we do talk about some of these issues that we go deep behind the curtain on. So that's something I wanted to keep on the radar. Also, I read... Today, an article by by Eugene Monroe, who used to be an offensive lineman, uh, most notably with the Baltimore Ravens, on the Players' Tribune. Remember where like these guys, you know, write in the first person, and it was a very impassioned. Uh, piece about how he retired a year ago, but still the lingering effects of his career. And I think it's very interesting. I'm definitely going to go a little bit into that next week on the Fantasy Freestyle. But next week on the Fantasy Freestyle, what we're also going to do is we're going to keep it moving with our team-by-team previews. We are going to go to the NFC East, okay? So we're going to talk Eagles, Cowboys, New York Giants, and of course, the Washington football team. We're going to save the Dallas Cowboys for last next week because we're going to still find out if there's any news about that Ezekiel Elliott suspension and any impacts that might have. But stay tuned for that. We're going to be uh, doing win totals. We're going to do in diamonds, fugazis. We're going to look at the schedule of all the NFC East teams. In the NFC East teams, uh, spoiler alert though, 
I have a surprise division winner. There is one team in this division that I am much higher on than most people. It is a strong overplay. You're going to stay tuned for that next week when I say I have a surprise champion of the NFC East, the team that not a lot of people are talking about, the team that I am actually very high on in the NFC. But all right, let's keep it moving. As we put the fun in functional sports radio, um, Chris, there is more more issues with this Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather fight. Okay, the newest piece of info um, is around former sparring partner for Conor McGregor, which who's uh you know world class former champ Paulie Malignaggi. Okay, the Conor McGregor kind of PR team posted on social media a picture of Paulie Malignaggi on the floor, saying that Conor McGregor knocked him out in sparring, and that just you know Paulie Malignaggi saying that just wasn't true. He was pushed, and he's uh, talking about how like actually he beat. Conor McGregor's butt, all right, and he says, like, and now they're going back and forth on social media. Paulie Malignaggi says with that picture, it's not nice to paint a picture that isn't true. This was a push down in sparring. Post the whole video, rounds one through 12, unedited. He said that he came to this camp to help out, not to be exploited, but now he's going to unveil the truth. He later then says, I actually beat his ass 24 hours off a flight too, LOL, which is why I'm saying post the video. I'm not trying to be petty, but it seems like it's too late for that now. Some other people say, like, zoom, then zoomed in and showed, like, they had the ref Joe Cortez, who's a world-class ref at this sparring session. And you see in the picture, I retweeted it today. You see Joe Cortez moving in, like, not to, like, counter anything, but to, like, almost rule like a push or a slip or something like that. So it is kind of interesting that the Conor McGregor team would want to kind of put that out there. I think it's very, very interesting. Um, And Paulie Malignaggi also saying that, listen, he was able to beat down Conor McGregor in sparring. So another person, another like actual fighter, you know, another actual fighter who's making an opinion similar to how we said like Teddy Atlas had an opinion. These people who are actually in the fight game. You know, uh, Manny Pacquiao said that this wasn't even a contest. Anybody who actually knows what they're talking about in boxing and is not, um, you know, kind of. Oh, I don't know, starstruck, but the, by the concept of this mega fight, this like cross-branded fight, you know, everyone knows that Conor McGregor has no chance, and this is just a PR machine, okay? And you know, the PR continues, okay? Remember, they literally had a promotional tour a few weeks ago, and now this is yet another way to keep it in the news. So guys like Speeds, the spitting statistician, continue to talk about it. So more and more people decide that, yeah, you know what? I do think it's going to be worth it for me to plunk down $99 for this. Hashtag jailbroken fire stick, people. But um, it's not going to be a competitive fight. It's going to be 12 rounds of, you know, counterpunch defensive boxing out of Floyd Mayweather. He's going to string it out. And he's just basically going to win every round on points. I've been telling you that for weeks. So has anybody who knows anything about boxing. And you know who else you can add to that list? Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson also has come out recently and said that he thinks Conor McGregor will get killed. Says Conor doesn't have a chance against Floyd. Okay, he was on the Part of My Take podcast. And here's what he says. Check this out. McGregor is going to get killed boxing. I got mad because I thought they were going to use MMA rules against boxing because that's what it's all about. Can the boxer beat the MMA guy? But but uh, Conor McGregor put his dumb blank in a position where he's going to get knocked out because this guy's been doing this all his life since he was a baby. 
McGregor can't kick and grab and all the stuff, so he won't stand much of a chance. Tyson says McGregor took the biggest sucker rules in the history of boxing. McGregor has not had a real professional boxing match. Floyd Mayweather is the greatest boxer of all time in some people's opinion. Of course that's what's going to happen. There are some sports books in Vegas that are as low as minus 575 right now on Floyd Mayweather. I'm telling you, just like I told you to bet the damn shark against Michael Phelps. Right now, go. You got your paycheck because it's a Friday. Go out there and bet it on Floyd Mayweather. Apparently in Vegas, there are 30 bets on Conor McGregor for every one bet on Floyd Mayweather. That is what this buzz is doing. Let the price drop. I talked to my man Gabe Morency on Twitter back and forth. He said, wait, it's going to continue to drop. I think 575 might be the best price you can get it at. Take your rent check. Take your credit card bill. Max them out. Get people a Venmo you cash. And bet it on Floyd Mayweather. And don't watch it. Don't spend $99 to watch it. Check this out, though. There's a deal now. There's a company called Fathom Events. And Fathom Events is, go, is working with a bunch of movie theaters across the country. And they're going to show this in movie theaters, this McGregor-Mayweather fight on Saturday, August 26th. Tomorrow will be three weeks away. This hype train is only going to get crazier. And apparently tickets range for like $20 to $50 to go see it in a movie theater. I think that might be an interesting way to see it. I've never seen a fight like that in a movie theater. That could be interesting. Okay, so... Listen, this is going to be a, a, a crazy fight. Now, M Mayweather and Pacquiao, that fight generated a sum total of $623 million in revenue. I think this might even surpass it. The pay-per-view price is the same. Latest projection I saw was that this was going to be an over $600 million fight. Remember, we think Floyd is going to clear $250 million because he's got to pay his $100,000 tax bill. Okay, so... This is going to be a monster, and it is three weeks away. We are going to continue to talk about it on the Fantasy Freestyle, but this is nothing more than a promotional stunt. Please, don't get me started. It is not a fight. Chris Pavona, we, uh, we got to talk about the uh, Fantasy Freestyle greatest movie of all time brackets, okay? This yes, week, we do. This week, as we've gotten into the Sweet 16, the one seed seems to be falling by the wayside, okay? The one seed in the basketball region, gone. The one seed in the baseball region, now gone. We got another one seed in action, okay? The matchup right now, and you can get it on Twitter, okay? At FNTSY Radio, at Spittin' Speeds as well. You can check it out right now. We have a one seed. This is the wild card region, okay? This is where we have a conglomerate, a mix of a lot of different sports, okay? The one seed is Rocky. The four seed is slap shot. I think in these times when U.S. Russia relations are so strained, are so unknown, to be quite frank, I think Rocky Four is very important. You know, if I could change, you can change. You know that kind of stuff. Ivan Drago, Mr. T, Hulk Hogan. These are great kind of villains for Rocky. I think Rocky needs to survive in advance. I know you're a big hockey fan, though, Chris, and Slapshot is the last remaining hockey movie, and uh, you know the Hanson brothers is a classic as well. But uh, how do you see this one breaking out? Yeah, as much as I love Slapshot, as much as I love Paul Newman and the Hanson Brothers, Hanson Brothers, they're great fighters. They're not as good of fighters as Rocky and Apollo Creed. I mean, you're literally, this is not even David versus Goliath. This is Goliath versus, this is like 
David's tiny brother versus Goliath. But you're talking about Slapshot. You're talking about Slapshot that beat the Mighty Ducks already, that beat the movie Ali already in this region. Like, there's got to be some people out there that feel strongly about Slapshot. I know your partner on the producers. What about your boy Pete Constadori? I'm sure they do, but I feel like even even someone like George Kurtz who loves Slapshot, I think he'd have to agree with me on this. You're gonna put. You're really gonna put up Rocky. You're gonna put up Slapshot against Rocky. There's I mean, no, there's no shot. That's why Rocky is a shot. one seed. So you think it is a deserving one seed, huh? You sound really strong about Rocky. How far do you think Yo uh, Adrian can Yo, go Adrian, in I this think, tournament? I think they're gonna go Final Four. I, so you I don't think know, Rocky is going to be a Final Four title? But Final Four, definitely. You think Rocky is going to be in the Final Four. Now, in this region, if they do indeed move on, and you can still do this on Twitter, okay, at FNTSY Radio, at Spittin' Speeds, but Rocky is winning by a large margin right now, by a 4-1 to margin, okay? One of the biggest blowouts of this uh, round so far. Rocky is still up, but there's still plenty of time left if you want to make your voice heard. If it moves on, and it looks like it will, it would face the winner of the two-seed Caddyshack, and the Cinderella of the entire tournament, Talladega Nights, the Ballad of Ricky Bobby. So you think Rocky would advance to the Final Four? Yeah, and again, love Caddyshack, but all of them are going up against Rocky in the end. All right. There you have it, Chris Bavona, big proponent of Rocky in the greatest of all time movie tournament. When we come back, when we come back, we're going to check around the scores around Major League Baseball. I'm going to send you sliding into the weekend. Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Quarterback to receiver hookups, running back depth analysis, rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. And it's power-packed with so much more, including fully sortable player projections and a custom cheat sheet generator. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at rotoexperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. I must break you. If he dies, if he dies, he dies. Ivan Drago. Rocky doing big things right now in the greatest sports movie of all time. Remember, Rocky, I do believe. Chris, am I right that Rocky won an Oscar in like 1981, something like that? In 1978, Best Picture. 78, I was close. Best it won the picture. Oscar for Best Picture. So maybe it will have a, uh, a, a, a long road ahead and be viable to the very end of our greatest sports movie of all time. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle where we drop stats over beats. It's Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician with Chris Bavona. Let me tell you, yeah, there it is, the Bounty Hunter. Going into a weekend, let me tell you where we are right now. Braves are up on the Marlins, one nothing. That game in the bottom of the first. Indians up early on the Yankees in the third inning, 2 nothing in that game. We are scoreless in Tampa for the Brewers and the Rays in the second. Dodgers have got out to a lead on Jacob DeGrom and the Mets. Remember, I told you there were starters that I would not be paying, you know, playing Jacob DeGrom tonight. Yasiel Puig with his 20th home run of the season as the Dodgers are up 2-0 in the second. Scoreless in Boston in a battle of colored socks, Red Sox and White Sox. 1-1 in Baltimore, Tigers and Orioles. Tim Beckham going yard for the Orioles, his 14th of the season. And we are in the middle of the fifth in Cincinnati. That game, Reds and Cardinals tied at 1. We have some weather in Pittsburgh as well. The start of the game between the San Diego 
Padres and the Pittsburgh Pirates have been delayed. Like I said, next week, we're going to go into the NFC East. We're going to see if this Ezekiel Elliott suspension is going to be handed down, if there will be a suspension or not. And preseason gets started in earnest, okay? Like I said, when we come back to the Fantasy Freestyle on Monday, I'm going to predict two things. One, we are going to know that Ryan Tannehill will, in fact, be going under the knife and having surgery. And two, I think that while they're you know talking the good talk right now and saying that Matt Moore can be a starter for a while, I think they're going to reach out, and I think Jay Cutler may be out of retirement by Monday. That's what I believe. That's what may happen. So uh, hold me to it, okay? Because remember, we hold ourselves accountable here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Dane Martinez speeds the spitting statistician with Chris Bavone. I'll see you back here on Monday. To all the servicemen and women out there on American Forces Armed Radio, to everybody listening across the country on Sports Byline, to everybody on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. I'm also going to be covering for Tony Sincata on Monday, DFS lineup lock. So catch me there with my man Benny Ricciardi, the 1099G. Happy weekend from the Fantasy Freestyle. Peace.